Okay, we are live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Passions and Professions, episode 10. Uh, my name is Derek Apau and I am your host. And yes, it's been a while. It's been a while uh, since the last episode and I'm excited to bring you another one. Uh, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. And just, just before we get into everything, uh, Passions and Professions podcast is available on my website, uh, lpexcellence.com. And it's also available across uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all of the other uh, platforms that um, are available. So please do subscribe. Uh, there'll be more, more coming, and there's, there's a few more that you might want to check into. As I said, you know, there has been so much that has happened um, this year alone, 2020. We have had, we've come out of the EU, and I'm speaking to people who are obviously based in, in the UK, um, but more broadly, you might want to be interested as well. Uh, we are out of the EU. We're yet to see what really is going to be the impact of that. We've had a, a global, and we are still going through a global pandemic. Um, millions of people have been impacted by this. We have seen more than you know, 43,000 deaths in the UK alone. I know getting close to the half a million mark globally, and it's a, it's a, it's a shocking um, it's a shocking time. A lot of people are feeling um, scared. A lot of people are, um, you know, experiencing trauma. And then there's, there's, there's a lot of, about the unknown. Okay, so we are in a, in a strange, very strange time. And I feel like these drastic uh, times call for some drastic measures and some, some change. Um, we have also experienced um, more racial injustice. And we've seen as a result of the, the death of um, George Floyd, the explosion of the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. Uh, it's not something that's new. These are not things that are, are, are new across the world, but now people are saying there's no more. We're, we're not having this anymore. And what does this mean for organizations? What does this mean for our society? Uh, I, I wanted to, to kick back these podcasts and I was really conscious of, of who I would have on my, my next um, for my next episode who can really get into this in a much deeper level because it it feels like yes I want to speak to somebody who is passionate about what they do how can I get somebody who does that and somebody who has the credibility and the track record of uh, change and this is exactly who I have uh, with me which I'm excited to uh, to say to you, we have uh, Dr. Eden Charles with us. He has more than 37 years experience um, supporting organizations. Um, he has understanding, deep understanding of politics, understanding of uh, systems, systems of, of, of oppression, systems of uh, power. And uh, he knows a lot about inclus inclusion and, and, and cultures. So um, without further ado, I want to introduce you to Dr. Eden Charles. Thank you, Derek. How are you doing, Eden? Me, I'm good, thank you. I'm really good. Yeah, good, good, good. It's, it's you know, we are, we're in this, the heat of summer where we're just, you know, getting into July now and halfway through the year, so much has happened. So much has happened. Uh, how are you? How are you feeling? How are you? How are you doing generally? Uh, you know, how's this all impacting you personally? I've, I've found it. Um, 
in some ways, I've, I've loved the fact that it's demonstrated that when human activity stops, just how much nature can can can, can come back, and it's how um, just how beautiful the world can seem again. I've, yeah. I've loved I've loved seeing that, um, but at the same time, I've been really distressed by the impact of COVID on people that I know, mm. people that have died that I knew, uh, people that I valued, um, people that, that I've got, got my my parents' generation who are in their 90s and going through all kinds of health problems right now mm. and the impact of COVID, meaning that, that I've got an aunt who is suffering separately and having, and, having, and having to just not get the level of support she would have got normally. And I see that multiplied time and time again. So I think it's a, it's, 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 it's drained me. And, and I also support many people who are leaders in organizations and people who are managers in organizations. And the impact on them, the trauma on, on a lot of people that, that's yep. come about, from the, first of all, from the COVID crisis and with a lot of work in health and social care organizations, mm. but just, just seeing what, what, what's happened there has been, it's been, it's been, it's been, devastating on the lives of so many people. But so it's, it's also been hugely inspiring. Mm -hmm. And for me, the inspiration comes from the fact that you have people who have taken leadership away from the leaders Got you. and become the leaders themselves. Most of the work in building a, a, a say, say, a Nightingale hospital mm -hmm. in 12 days, yeah. that, that, that is not driven. Yeah. But by a committee of central government saying mm. this is how you do it, that is driven by ordinary people, professionals from different backgrounds, mm. getting together and sorting it out. Yes, they've got this, the money. Yes, they've got the permission to do so. But yeah. often I've seen time and time again where people have worked without permission, mm. when they've found money, when they've ignored financial things, or when the community has stepped forward and found the resources to do the right thing. So I've seen some fantastic acts of, 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 of human kindness um, and, 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 and human beings supporting humans at this time. Yeah. And that's been absolutely fantastic. Um, I've, I've, I've seen, I've, I've, I've worked with, I've experienced medical treatment okay. from, from, from people who have gone way beyond what they are supposed to be doing mm -hmm. in order to live their humanity and perform their, their job. So yeah. uh, it's, been, it's, been, it's been fantastic. Um, and we see it everywhere. You know, we even see it in a bloody supermarket and the people mm -hmm. on the hill doing the extra little bits. Yeah, you're right. Right. It's awesome. It's, it's awesome. So right. I'd, I'd love to see what a society can do when it's freed from a story of negativity. Mm. When, it, when, it's, when it's freed from other people telling it what to do. Um, and and, and when, when, when people are allowed to bring their intelligence, mm. passion, their concerns, their humanity to, to the wider social world. That's, that's been phenomenal. Yeah, but it yeah. has been difficult. It's from the Black Lives Movement and the, the constant reshowing of um, black men, black women being shot by police in the United States. That, 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 that kind of gets, I can't watch those things. Oh, of course. It's affecting me deeply without, you know, without, it hurts every time I watch it. And, 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 and it, it's, um, it, it's a motivator, in fact, to, to really, to, 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 to join in with the movement, mm -hmm. but to also see what is it that I can contribute to it that is, that is more than just my body. And, and, I, and I think that the, all the years of experience I have working in this area, mm -hmm. I can offer some perspective that, that, that might mm -hmm. be useful. So I have been supporting many people who mm -hmm. are in leadership roles in this, in, in, 
in 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 the, in, in, in health and social care, um, in, but also in um, organizing, trying to respond to mm-hmm. um, the, the the Black Lives Movement. And what the Black Lives Movement has done beautifully is it's it's um. Well, I could go on another line, but but one of the things that it's done yeah. is, is is that it's it's reframes the arguments. Okay. So for a long time, organisations um, were were pursuing policies mm. and giving us the impression that this is what this, this is the thing that would that would bring about social change. Mm-hmm. So we count how many women have got to the board, how many okay. women have got to the position, how many VME people. In the term VME, I will come back to later. On we will come back to that. How many, how many people of color had got to see, see the position? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they sold that as if that was progress. They sold that as if, as if that was the struggle. Mm-hmm. Okay? And what the Black Lives Movement has demonstrated is, hang on, this is, it's, it's about much more than that. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's about the fact that, 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 that we don't get the education that we need. So we can't even start to get into the kind of some of the universities and jobs that we would mm-hmm. like to get in. Right? By and large, there are exceptions, but the vast majority of the of the, the African Caribbean, the African and African Caribbean population, um, uh, just does not have access to the economic resources of the white population. Yeah. If you look at reports over the years, the average of a British household has anything between eight and twelve times the wealth of the average African or African Caribbean family, and more than that for the Afri- for the average Bangladeshi family. Mm. I mean, so, so those factors, factors outside of the organization, yes. have a huge impact on what happens inside the organization. Yes. You, know, you can't say, let's just tweak what's taking place inside our door. Mm. I, I work with boards, and the board and, and the, the boards say, well, we have advertised um, uh, and we try to get more, more BME um, people on our board, mm. but they're just not coming forward. And, yes, and that's quite a problem. Yeah, and we spoke to the recruitment agency, and the recruitment agency is saying, well, we're giving you the best ones we can. Um, but it seems like we keep circulating the same few people over and over again. And so, and so the board says, so, we, so, there aren't, so the reason why we haven't got more is that, is that Talent, the talent's not there. That's, the, that's, that's the one that you, know, you hear quite a lot, yeah. So I say to them, um, uh, okay, but... but um, the talent is there, it's not, it just hasn't got your formal qualifications that you want. And if, if you want people to be able to, um, uh, to, 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 to become talents in a form that you want it, what are you doing to support it, to develop it, to nurture it? What are your succession plans for the future? Mm. Because unless you engage more widely, it will always be the same, right? Um, wealth inequality is growing, not decreasing. Mm. Mm. And the impact of wealth inequality is health inequality, you know? Um, is educational inequality? Yeah. It is health inequality. You know, etc., etc., etc. As an organisation, you have the ability to do some things about that. I remember many years ago, I was coaching a manager um, of a large company. I'll try not to mention the name of the company. I'll just say. The <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't want any any problem. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll just say they they deal in oil, right? It's quite huge in the United States. Yeah, uh, it's Californian guy, and um, uh, and and and. You know, his job, he's a manager. Mm. That's his job. He's a, he's mm. a leader of mm. an orga- in an organization. He's not the chief executive in, in the West Coast, but he's a senior leader. And what he did, he said, we can't find the women or the, or the African-Americans or the Asian-Americans coming to our organizations to do the job that we want. Okay. 
Right? So, so we had some conversations. And then, not, and it was not my suggestion, the man went and gave money, created a, a space at a university for a program of recruiting people from the community to a special education program. They would also help fund, that would fund them and their families while they were studying. Mm -hmm. And that would give them, train them so they could get into the oil, to the oil okay. industry. Right? That was just what, the, right? And, and his thing was, listen, um, if you look at the amount of engineers they mm. are in the world eligible to join the, uh, the oil industry, mm. if we continue on the present um, uh, um, trajectory, on, yeah, yeah, the trajectory, um, <laughs> less than seven percent are going to come from the United States. Wow. In fact, less than seven percent are going to come from the United States and Western Europe put mm. together. Asia is developing engineers a tremendous rate and he said it's even it's it's it, it, it's 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 about survival of our company yeah. it's also about the survival of something much much more mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just give that as an example of, yeah. of a leader who went outside and he could see the business case for doing what he was doing Go ahead. You know? because unless they could develop that talent inside the country and then inside the business the mm. company would be at a competitive disadvantage there we go that is hard and, and we, we could extrapolate from that we could learn from that we could take that into the uk um situation and ask mm -hmm. what are our leaders doing go beyond the open door right? <laughs> you haven't got to invest in the whole, whole university or do anything like mm. that but you could invest in schemes that help that, that help the people from some of the poorest backgrounds yep to develop into the talent of the, of the future, to develop mm. into the chief executives, as it were, and people who would have, who, who would bring something unique, yeah. something different, something, you know, something that's positive. Yeah. I, I was um I was talking to somebody from um a large consultancy. They wanted to um, um they, they wanted to increase diversity, mm. and so they, when they went on their university rounds, they they. They, they, did the, they, did, they did their best to encourage people to, um, uh, from VME backgrounds mm -hmm. to, to join a company, right? Okay. What they found though, right, is that when it came to the selection process, the white middle-class people mm. got through. In fact, there was, there was 90 something percent of the, of the applicants were white and middle-class. Right. Yeah? And so they decided to stop only going to the elite universities they used to recruit from mm -hmm. and, to, and to open up their process to all the universities. Yeah. Okay. And they got a much more diverse um, uh, um, uh, input, particularly class, mm. okay? But what they noticed is there was absolutely no decrease in the quality or the productivity of the people that they employed, okay? okay? So then they tried another experiment, which is they then said, no qualifications at all. We don't need oh, qualifications. Right? Wow, that's okay. I was talking in terms of radical, radical changes. Radical change. They said no mm -hmm. qualifications, right? And guess what? Right. If as long as people could get through the process, yeah, they, they would they would employ them, right? and and they would specific jobs for them. They would employ them. Okay. Guess what? No decrease in quality. Wow. Right. Um, I'm just you know. So it's it's that kind of outside the box, mm -hmm. beyond the open door thinking mm -hmm. that we need to encourage. Wow. Obviously, there's all that that normal stuff that we have to do, and and really important stuff. Mm -hmm. On, yeah. on ensuring that the, the policies and the practices inside the organization yeah. are robust, yes. are inclusive, are equitable. Yes. Right? Um, but I'm also su su suggesting that um, the lead for leadership of the future, there's a need to go beyond the open doors, to have mm -hmm. broader perspectives. Got and it. that is true for the public services, 
but it's also true for our private sector organizations. Yes. If the if if United Kingdom as a business, as an economy, is to progress, then it needs to draw upon talent from every single mm-hmm. asset of our society. Because failure to do so is failure full stop. If we don't do it, mm-hmm. the capacity of the society to compete with other societies, particularly mm-hmm. given the damage that has been done to this economy, in part by the way it's been managed, I have to say, but particularly given the damage that's been done by this economy. Mm-hmm. Unless we have, unless we make the very, very best use of our time, we are in serious, serious problems going forward. Yep. The standard of living in this country is going to decrease anyway, but it's mm-hmm. the ability to, to grow and to improve people's daily lives is going to be severely hampered unless we invest in our people. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> you know what? Whenever I, whenever I, I have a conversation with, with Dr. Eden, I just sit back, listen, take notes. You know, somebody has this much experience and expertise in, in this area, you, you just need to just listen up. And I'm sure many people have been scribbling away furiously. But uh, I, I feel like this gives quite a good sense of the work and your expertise so i don't want to i'm not going to ask those different questions around that as such but what is your reason for for doing this type of work you're clearly passionate about it. you clearly have credentials phds um you know worked with top organizations what 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 drives you let's talk about your passion and your strengths uh, i came across a phrase about 40 years ago and I can't remember who gave me this phrase, but it's okay. always stuck in my mind. And this phrase is, creating organizations fix the house of the human spirit. Mm. And I've been talking about powerful. that. I've been using that phrase for the last 40 years. That's powerful. Creating organizations fix the house of the human spirit. Right? As human beings, we can do better. We can, we can build organizations which, which, which are just organizations, which treat people with respect and dignity, we can treat organizations, we can develop organizations in ways in which you bring together the capacity for magic from the diversity that you assemble. Mm. We, can, we, we, we can build organizations that recognize that just trying to make money is self-defeating. Mm. If all a company does is says, our job is to make money, make money, make money, and it doesn't look at how it treats the people that are making the money, or it doesn't look at the environment, the social environment, the social and economic environment which it's in. If it doesn't take that into consideration, the organization will fall, will fall foul. Because okay. sooner or later, it will trample across some aspect of, of society. Um, if you look at the Googles and all that kind of people, they are ripping off um, the Googles. Oh, who's my big bugbear? Amazon, who I shop from regularly. Okay. Right? Oh, we would use Amazon. <laughs> making money, making money, making money. Yeah. But the damage to the economy and the damage to the social fabric of this country, people don't mm. take that into consideration. Mm. But just look what Bill Gates is doing since he, since he withdrew from, from, um, from Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. But what that man is now saying is that making money is, is not, the, again, I make money so I can do something with mm. Everybody I know is in the business. When you ask, they, you know, they will tell you that they're there to make money. But when you interrogate them, yeah, they, they want to do good things with that wealth. It's not just about them. They want to yeah. Do I mean, yeah, look, Warren Buffett's a good example as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. it feels like you get to the, you get to a certain point once. Well, you could go into Maslow theory, but once you get to a certain point, it is it's it's more than that. And and what I noticed from a coaching perspective, one to one, 
is that a lot of people, professionals, want more now. There's there's there's, there's a desire for purpose uh, at a much. It seems like a much deeper level than than there has been. People don't want to just work for com- companies who who just make loads of money and then don't necessarily um, positively impact the environment or, or have a greater purpose. I'm, I'm noticing that a lot. I think people always have wanted that, mm-hmm. um, but 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 that um, in fact we've, we've had a blip, okay, um, post Thatcher era mm. and the all the stuff about um, uh, there's no such thing as society, only the individual and his family. Um, and, and, and there has been, you know, what's that, what's that, um, Gordon Gecko, United States, um, that stuff, money, 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 just profit, profit, mm. profit, profit. But what we have is a form of capitalism that, that, that cannot compete against Asian capitalism. It cannot, even, it cannot compete against models of capitalism, like, like the German model of capitalism, even, mm. right? Some people call it quarterly capitalism. Yeah. And okay. every single quarter, you've got to be able to, to demonstrate that you're making profits, yeah. that you've yeah. achieved the targets, right? And so we have short-termism, and you That's don't fair. build long-term business success if you're only focusing on the next three months. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when we look at the countries that are the most productive, effective, and successful, they invest for the future. Mm. And they don't just invest in themselves. They invest in creating generations to come after them. They invest outside yeah. the walls of the company. Yeah. Uh, because they recognize that their business is both an economic good and it's a social good. Mm. Yeah. Um. Mm. There's, there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. I just want to come back to one thing. So, uh, for for a long time, I've been I've been trying to and, and working with some quite progressive organisations, and uh, you know, my passion is is really just about helping talent people who who are are driven and who just know that they can do more, right? Whether it's in their lives or whether it's in their careers. And something that I picked up quite early on, I was a bit naive, if I'm honest. I, I thought, you know what, I can be a coach, train, come up with all of these uh, tools and techniques and, and skills to to help individuals to thrive in, the, in their careers, uh, especially people from you know diverse backgrounds who are underprivileged and underrepresented, underrepresented. And what I quickly found out was that there's a bigger part to play so right the the environments that these individuals are in regardless of how talented they are regardless of their performance regardless of their their competencies there are so many other pieces that will contribute to the the success or or failures Uh, so what that is why i started to get much more involved in in the inclusion um, side of things and, and, and culture change and i came across many people who said to me derek have you met eden charles I was like, mm, no, no, no. Carried on having these conversations. Derek, again, have you met Eden Charles? He, he's developed, uh, you know, a BAME leadership program for the NHS. Hmm. No, I haven't. Derek, it happened about six times. I was going to all of these different events and stuff. People kept saying, I'm like, no, 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 no. This name's come up so many times. I need to get in touch with this person. And somebody did an introduction. I believe it was, um, shout out Jackie Holder. I mean, she, she did the introduction there for us and yeah just wanted to touch on that so the largest uh bame leadership program in the uk uh, you know some people are not even willing to sign off free people in terms of a positive action initiative how have you managed to be in that position where you have you've created this this is amazing um 
Well, it's not, it's not accurate, it's that I've created it. Okay. So I've, got, I've got nurtured it and growth it. Okay. And part of what I've done is support people who are leaders to, to help them to achieve, achieve their own dreams, actually. Mm. You know, some, some really good people who wanted to make a difference. Yeah, I mean, we are, we are blessed with loads of good people. And, and, and I think that what I've done is help them to, to create spaces. And then I've helped fill those spaces with, 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 with um, ideas and approaches mm. that go beyond even what they had conceptualized initially okay. that, that, that they could do. Does that make sense at all, Derek? Um, yeah, yeah I'm, with, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I'm sure, I'm sure people are listening. Okay, thank you. Because... I, I, um, it's very rare that, that an organization, uh, that the board meets and they say, yes, okay, what we need is a positive action program that will do X, Y, and Z, and mm. they're very specific. So they need people who they can talk to to help them refine their thinking in order to do so, in order okay. to stretch their thinking and their imaginations yeah. in order to help do so. So let's actually, let's, let's take a step back a, a second, uh, because I, I, I'm, I just picked up, you know, some, for some people, the last few months is probably the first time that some of this language has come up, you know, positive action was positive discrimination, um, you know, BAME versus, you know, people of color. So, so maybe let's just, yeah, break it down for a little bit. So what is a positive action initiative strategy? Okay. So positive action, um, let me start with positive discrimination. Positive mm. discrimination is illegal. Illegal, um, of course. And, and, and what it says is that you give somebody a job because of their protected characteristic, because mm. they're black or woman. You can't just do that in law. But what positive um, action does is it says that you can provide training and development to help bring people up to the same mm. starting point mm-hmm. so, that, so that they can then compete fairly stroke equally with people from more privileged backgrounds. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the theory between post-production. But that's the, that's the kind of legalistic framework yeah. post-production. Yeah, and, and people do tend to, to, to struggle with, with that um, differentiation there, so. Yeah, I, 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 I think that, um, I'll just give you a definition. Mm. The way in which it is articulated clumsily in organizations mm. often gives people um, uh, the sense that they are being um, negatively treated, mm-hmm. and that other people are, are being given um, are, are being given an advantage over Not fair advantage, yeah. So um, mm-hmm. I've worked for some police forces, um, trying to help um, develop run, run positive action programs for for African and Asian people of African and Asian origin who are police mm-hmm. and. Um, What's, what's one, of the, one of the things I've noticed is the level of resistance by a lot of white police officers to these programs. Quite violent. And when I've investigated, no, no, I say quite violent, it's not violent, quite virulent or quite really passionate. Oh, yeah, got you. Um, and, and then when I talk to some of these, these white police officers, um, what I find is that they haven't had no training for years. Mm. You know, they've been ignored. They've been devalued. The way mm. their line management treats them is really quite negative in some instances. Got it. Um, and, and so, the, 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 rather than turning their, their sort of anger onto the people who have not been commissioning work, mm-hmm. of development work for them, they turn it onto people who are getting it. Okay? So, so I think that whenever I work for organizations 
and they want to initiate a positive action program. I asked them, well, what are you doing for white people in the organization? Mm. Okay. Um, I said, there's a comms piece, but there's also, if you, if, if you want your organization to, to if, if you don't want to breed division within the organization, mm -hmm. it's more than just putting out a bit of comms saying, we're doing a positive action program and we're allowed to do so by law. Yes, yes. The positive action program, because we're not getting the people that we need at the top from different mm -hmm. backgrounds. Mm -hmm. We're doing a positive action program because our ability to make money, if you're in a private sector, our ability to deliver services, if you're in a public service, is mm -hmm. hampered by that bias not having those people there. So yeah. in order to do our job, we have to try and create the percentage of the, the greater percentage mm -hmm. of people from those backgrounds. Yeah. But, we're, but what we're also doing is developing an equitable culture, a culture based, a culture in which it's, it's in which people of all backgrounds will be encouraged to develop, will be fulfilled values. That when we look at what is our what is our our management philosophy, mm. how how do we how do we help managers manage performance? How do we help managers manage the the, the ambitions, mm -hmm. um, the aspirations, the dreams of the people they're managing? Right? I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you just in, if if you want to to run a good positive action program, you need to you need to be running. A good development through the programs for the whole organization. So your organization mm. has to be a learning organization. Mm. All, all you're doing is you're sabotaging what you think you want to do mm. by creating conditions by which there will be division and disagreements and tension and yeah. sabotage taking place. Mm. Okay, so, so that's my that's um my that's interesting. No, it's always good to hear your hear your perspective. There there are some individuals that in organizations where maybe leadership have tried to do something a little bit different and they, they've done let's say a test for uh, maybe a, a bain specific program that was is there to accelerate the development and um ensure that they're they're included in the succession plans and some of these people from black um asian and minority ethnic backgrounds of black specifically have said i don't want to be in that program uh, put me on the pro how did you get to become ceo how did you get to be on the board of directors what program were you on who were you speaking to i want to be on that one why are you putting me on this new separate one did you what do you say to, to that i'll say go on both <laughs> <laughs> i love it the harvard, the harvard business review did a great mm. um, article, i don't know about 10 years ago and they uh they they they, they, they looked at this thing, they, they said, um, uh, mentoring, this article was on mentoring, mm. positive action and mentoring. Okay. And the article, they, 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 they say that um, they, they looked at the role of mentoring in progression for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And then what they said, what, they, what their conclusions were to get to the point is that actually successful leaders don't have a mentor. They have a okay. network of mentoring relationships. Mm. They know many people. They learn from their relationships yeah. with yeah. all kind of different backgrounds. Okay? Yeah. That's what makes that's what makes the biggest difference. Yeah. So I say to, to, to BME people, if, if you don't want if, if you want that experience, then go on the other programs as well. Right? Mm -hmm. but, but if you want a, um, a, a, an experience that helps you connect with parts of yourself that that that, that you have suppressed that you have uh, that, that, that have held you down yourself. If you want to learn 
how to navigate a complex adaptive human system come from, come on these programs yeah. wow if, if if you want to learn how to influence change in ways that mean that people don't experience what you've experienced mm. and come up one of these post production programs. Oh, there you go. You said it. You said it in. You said it in. These programs will help you understand mm. how systems operate, how you need to be. It will help you develop a really positive sense of yourself. Yeah. In relationship with others, so it, 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 this is not an anti-white thing. You know, it, that's, it, that's it, important um, to say. Yeah, it's very important. It, 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 in fact, you know, let's not go there. Um, uh, it, 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 it is um, uh, it, it is a pro-human thing. It's mm. a pro-justice and equity thing. It's a pro-social equality thing. It's, it's not against anybody, and it's and it's in everybody's advantage that that we mm. do this. That story has to come up, but. Mm. I mean, we could focus on the negativity, but we could also focus on the positivity. Well, I think we've got enough. We've got enough negative out there at the moment, so maybe we okay, switch so it up a bit. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got friends, Penny, who lives in Lewis. I've, I've worked with her over the last, I don't know, six, seven years, and, and to me, Lewis is in the middle of nowhere. Right? But, but for most people, they know it's, it's, it's you go down to Brighton, you turn right for a little while, okay. and it comes to this beautiful old old town, and it's fantastic. Now, to me, it's it's almost like something from. I don't know, a storybook of, of, of what an English feeling looks like. It's Got it. Like yeah. Lewis, right? Lewis had a Black Lives Matter demonstration. Yeah. Lewis had hundreds of people on the street protesting for social wow. justice, right? Yeah. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I think what, the one that made me, that brought tears to my eye was to see um, a little, a, a white child with a placards saying mm. no justice no, no justice peace. no peace yeah yeah oh, what is that telling us yeah a parent a white parent feels so strongly about an issue right that she that that, that, that she or he or both of them are, are can put that give that child that placard yeah and that child can articulate that 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 they're fighting for justice they're fighting for what's right okay so so <laughs> This is something that we had in the conversation earlier on, isn't it, Derek? Mm. Um, we have, when we look at organizations, we have policies and practices, mm -hmm. ways of working that are all internally focused and they don't yeah. focus more widely. We have, we have developed a set of reflexes to, um, to, to, to disadvantage, to, to inequality, mm. that in which the conceptual and the practical tools that we work from have proven to be inadequate to enable the change that we really want to make. And yet we have not, we haven't, we're not yes. working with anything different. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and we keep repeating the same old things over and over again. Yeah. In different ways. Okay. Let, let's have a woman on every, on, on every interview panel or a black person on every interview panel. Let's have some <sighs> disability. Let's have a disability group. Let's have a BME group. Yes. Let's have a plans group. Let's have this group, right? Right? We're playing about with all these different things mm. internally, and they're all good and they're all valuable. Okay. Right? But that child, that Black Lives Matters thing, is saying more than all that other stuff. That is a huge. That is a huge message. Yeah, because what that child is saying is, we want social justice. And if the things that you're doing are not producing the social justice, are not producing the, the diversity and equality at the levels that you want it to, mm -hmm. do something else. 
you have to step beyond the open door. You have to step out of the boundaries of the mm -hmm. organization. Our leaders need to be able to do that. Yeah. They need to, even if it is just as a source of inspiration, even if it's to say, actually, what, when we manage to get a tiny percentage of people at the top of our organization from these backgrounds, have we actually made a big difference to the mm. lives of the vast majority mm -hmm. of women, of VAME people, of people mm -hmm. with disabilities? Of, you know, or have we actually made a difference to that? Because we haven't. Okay. Because there's always been a small minority who get yeah. to the top. So, so, so what about some of the leaders, or, and I'm, I'm sure there'll be people listening to this or even watching it, who are, who work in, in HR within the private or public sector, and they're like, well, the system's inadequate. It's not working. Is kind of what you're saying, but it's working for some. Mm. So just because people are, some people are, you know, not benefiting, the some the majority is okay. So why why should we change? I think you just said why because it's only working for some, mm. you know, and and we're alienating, disadvantaging, we're putting people in our organizations through experiences mm. that devalue them, right? We put people through experiences that stress them on a daily basis. Mm. One of the questions that, that, that we said that we'd look at later on mm. is this, this notion about why is it that more BAMU people are dying mm -hmm. of, of COVID than, than That's a good point. Um, yeah. Well, well, I think one of, the, one of the reasons why that is the case, one of the critical reasons that that is the case, is because of what some people call the, 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 the negative micro-messages, the negative experiences, the constant put downs, the 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 the, the, um, the devaluing, the, um, the, the 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 sense that I have to be something different if I'm going to be successful in this organisation. I have to suppress bits of my personality, yeah, identity, yeah, all those things, right? Mm. Um, all those things impact you psychically and psychologically, but they also impact you physiologically, your ability, your resilience, your ability to, you know, because you, you get beaten down, you get worn out. It's tough going to work. Mm -hmm. Even on your journey to work, you're yeah. wondering how you will be treated in different mm -hmm. points of, the, of your journey. You know, when you step into a shop, you know, are they treating me that way because of the color of my skin? Mm -hmm. you, know? um, you, you, you go on the train and, 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 and people, work, I, I could go and I, I don't want to go into the most details because yeah. No, but I, was, I lived experiences, daily lived experiences. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so to those HR managers who were, who were saying it's working for some, it's not working for others, I was saying, fine, well, extend what it is you're, that you're doing that works for, for some to work for, for everybody. Mm. And they'll say, but it's an open policy. I said, no, let's, let's deconstruct what you're doing for some people. What you're doing is the people who succeed are the people who find that they're in an organization that reflects their person, their identity, okay, right? and their gender. Mm -hmm. So why do you create an organization that reflects the identity and gender of the rest of the organization? Why, why do you create an organization in which it's very different? So one of the exercises I give people some of the programs mm. is to say, okay, what I'd like you to do is, is to um, uh, um, uh, design this organization again as mm -hmm. if it had been designed by women with women's best interests at heart, mm. with women's embodied realities, their wow. experienced realities mm -hmm. at heart, mm -hmm. with, 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 no, with no notice of how we've done things before. Yep. Just concentrate about what we really, really love. Start from scratch. With, with, with women thrived 
and were supported and, and nurtured and grew and could bring their uniqueness, their differences to it. What would that look like? Mm. Typically, people really struggle mm -hmm. because people haven't given it that much thought. But some people have. And to the HR managers, I would say, it's time to start dreaming of something different. Mm. And dream, when you dream about something different, in consult with other people, with people from those backgrounds, yeah. work, do something different. Dream mm. different, do that, do, do different. If you do that, right. you get different outcomes. You know the phrase, if you always do what you've always done, then you always get what you've always got. Get the if same results. The way you've always thought, then you yes. will always do it. Change the thinking. Definitely. HR managers, I'm saying, go beyond, think outside the box, mm -hmm. think differently, have policies that go beyond the open door. Yeah. You have the power to make change. Yeah. But but your ability to make change is is directly dependent upon your ability to dream, your yeah. ability to conceive other possibilities, your your ability to change your dreams and your awareness of other possibilities into disciplined action that actually works. Because actually, one great things about HR people is, yes. that, is that they know how to plan, they know how to organize. Mm -hmm. right? um, so. Use that knowledge to do something that can actually make a difference and stop going through the rituals that we have now that mm. have not taken us very far at all. Thanks. Dream. Right now, we need dreamers. Our society needs dreamers. Mm. Black Lives Matter won't achieve Jack unless people dream about another possibility. They yeah. dream differently about policing. They dream differently about housing, employment, about the kind of nature of our society. We need a society fit to house the spirit of all those people who are out on those streets saying Black Lives Matter. Because what they're saying is not just Black Lives Matter, they say we matter, our society is better than this. The membership that we have in this world is more than this. We don't want to be in a world, members of this way of being, we want to be members of a different kind of world. Mm. That's, what it, that's what it's saying. People come out and they're saying that irrespective of what the politicians say, we want more. We want difference. We, we want to live in a world that is very different to the world that we've been told is inevitable, <coughs> is sensible, practical. Wow. No, what we want, we're going to get. And we're going to come out on the street and stand. That's mm -hmm. what Black Lives is about. It's about the future. It's about a different yeah. kind of future for yeah. us as humanity. And it's not just about black people. It's about us. If I, if I, if I see people being treated badly and mm -hmm. I do nothing, I'm a lesser human being. If I stand up, I become more fully the human being that I am and mm. the human being that I'm capable of being. And that's what we're seeing when we see people come out and fight, not just for black lives, they're fighting for justice. They're mm. fighting for the very nature of their society. They're fighting for the future of our species and its existence on the world. That's it. That's why it's so beautiful. That's why it's so powerful. That's why I say to eight people, that's you. It's Join your in. time. Join it's in. your time. Right. It's your it's time. That's it. That's it. I love that. I love that. And, and everybody listening and watching can feel the energy and the passion as to why you do this type of work and the knowledge that you have as well. It just, it just kind of radiates through everything. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to, to put the mirror up to that. And you, you spoke about something that's really important about, uh, it's not the leader's jobs. You know, if you do have a platform, how, however big or small your platform is, you can make that change. Mm. Uh, two images just in front of me. If, you, if you're not uh, watching, we have uh, Marcus Rashford, a uh, picture of Marcus Rashford, and then next to him we have Boris Johnson holding the phone. And uh, any comments on, on that one? Any comment? Well, I think it's a great example of what happens when, when, when people who get paid to do one thing mm. use their position 
to achieve wider change, mm -hmm. a wider influence. Um, and that's a great example of, 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 of Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, he, 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 he's, he's a rich man, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. he hasn't lost his awareness mm -hmm. of the living standards, living conditions of the vast majority of, of well, yeah. the vast majority, but for huge amounts of people in this country. Yeah. And, and, he, and, 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 and he joined this campaign and used his position to do something different. Mm -hmm. right? Colin Kaepernick, a rich man, mm -hmm. made all the money out of, out of playing yeah, he lost. He lost a lot of money too, as a result. As a result of sharing his his on his views, lost a lot of money from some aspects and got massive sponsorship. In, Nike sponsorship. Nike, yeah, yeah. It took a while though. It did take it, a while. <laughs> it, took, it took a while. Yeah. But now he, he knelt. Even a few people knelt at the football pitch, mm. and people are kneeling all over the world. This is it. Like his courage, his sacrifice for a few years has helped inspire something mm -hmm. that is huge, you know. I'll tell you what I like to see when I see police officers joining in the crowds and kneeling. That's all. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I've seen quite a lot of that recently yeah. over the, with the protests. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Because uh, we are more than our job descriptions. You know, we're human beings, you yeah, know. And, yeah. and we bring our, yeah. our full humanity to our jobs. All this poor stuff about how, um, uh, you know, I'm a professional and I come to work and I do my mm, job. Mm. No, 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 no. I've seen people who I work with in the NHS, for example, mm -hmm. who are stressed. They've got members of their family who are dying yeah. who they can't see in the last days of their lives. Uh, and they're looking after people and they are not just doing their jobs. Mm -hmm. They're smiling. They're holding hands. Yeah. They're, they're giving reassurance. Mm -hmm. they're, they're giving hope. They're, 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 I don't know. I could tell you some stories. I'm, try, I'm, I'm simply trying to make the point that, that mm -hmm. when you go to work every day, you're doing much more than just earning a living. Yeah, yeah. You're interrelated, you're interconnecting, you're influencing mm -hmm. people that you work with. How yeah. you show up has got a huge, a huge impact, yeah. much wider than you might think it does. So be your best self, bring that to it. There we have it. There you, you can do more. Everybody can do more. You don't have to just stay within the boxes, within a title. You can bring yourself to your profession and that is what i like to also to see um again passions and professions this is kind of the premise of what we're talking about one thing actually that i learned working uh for people opportunities and, and i've been privileged to, to to actually work with um we'll have, have to coach people within the nhs and there's a there's a phrase you know oh we're not saving lives here you know i'm just doing my job but i get such a buzz knowing that i'm helping people who are actually saving lives He's that literally saving lives here. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's quite powerful. But one thing that I wanted to get to is what the NHS was actually uh, built upon in terms of, we, we, you know, we talk about a lot about kind of inclusion. And I came across, you know, was the, the NHS constitution. Can you just give like a brief overview of like how, what the NHS is, you know, actually stands for? Well, it's very interesting this because a lot of people think that the NHS um, exists um, to, to improve people's health, to mm. fix people when they're broken. And of course, mm. that's, that's part of its function. But the NHS is the result of the sorts of movement we're seeing right now mm -hmm. of ordinary people, working class people, the poor, the disenfranchised middle class, the, 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 the middle class whose whole lives were shaken up by, by the, the Second World War 
in fact, by the impact of the First World War and by the recession in between the two wars. Right? What, what we see is a group of, of people saying, we want better. We want, we sit homes spit for heroes, to your houses, right? When we get ill and we have to pay for our medicine, that could bankrupt us and yeah. destroy our family. Yeah. It can have all kinds of huge impacts on us. The NHS, just for me to get to the point, is the result of a social movement for equality yes, that is at the heart of the NHS. Mm. It's a result of a movement that says, irrespective of your social class, your gender, your ethnicity, or whatever, yeah. that you can receive the best health that we can offer free of charge. Yeah. Free at the point of need. It's awesome. The con when you read the constitution of the NHS. Yeah, I did, I did read it and I was, I was quite taken like back. Poetry. And mm. people forget that. Yep. When you work for the NHS, your job is not just to fix people. Your job is to fix our society. Yeah. When you work for the NHS, what you're doing is you're contributing to yeah. ensuring that the kind of fractures that can tear a society apart mm -hmm. are healed, are, are, are managed at any way. When you work for the NHS, you are showing that human beings can come together and create institutions that go beyond the profit mm -hmm. Yeah. That are about care, that are about connection, that are about love expressed mm. in practical form. You know, so that's that's what the NHS is all about. The NHS is about is it is it is as a result of social movements of mm. justice, equity, but it's a living example of 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 of, 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 of what people can do, how yeah. they can express their love. Because love is not a soft thing. Love is not a um uh, a fluffy thing that that like that. Like, that, that we sometimes led to believe. Yeah. If you love, you will go. If you've got a child and that child is in mm -hmm. danger, mm -hmm. you will kill anything or you'll burst through any wall. you do yeah. anything. And that story about a woman whose child was trapped underneath a car and she picked the car You get that up, strength. You get right? that from somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah. 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 Okay. You'll find a way. You'll find a way. Um, but yeah, please do have, have a look at the uh, NHS and read it, uh, the Constitution. It, it will give you a reframe again. Whenever you, whenever you're speaking uh, to to someone like Dr. Eden Charles, he, he will uh, kind of give you a new perspective, make you think uh, further and, and beyond. Um, Eden, there's a few images. That's a concrete point. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's just one of my clients, but it is it is a client I love dearly. I just want to say that the NHS isn't perfect. <laughs> it really isn't perfect, um, and it, it, it's full of really good people, mm. uh, and it has been um, the victim of. What do you call it? Thing? Austerity, austerity, and price cuts, mm. and creeping privatization. And you know what dreams? You no know, dreams are something mm. that you have to nurture. But even though the NHS is a dream, a living dream, yeah, dream is slowly being taken apart. You know, wow. at the same time as we're celebrating the NHS, bit by bit, mm. the NHS is being sold off, or bits of it are being sold mm -hmm. off, bit by bit off. Been given to private to, 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 to private providers. Uh, you know, the, 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 um, Donald Trump thinks he's going to have access to it, and I I've heard I've heard a lot I've heard a lot of whispers about about that. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I'm just mentioning that I'm, I'm, I want to say that if if we want to if we love something if the NHS is a dream mm -hmm. we have to think about how we protect that dream. Yeah. And um, again, our politicians are not doing enough. Maybe mm -hmm. they're not capable of doing enough to stop that. But, what, but we as a population can stop it. We, we can do stuff that can help um, make sure yeah. that, that 
that the promise that we are told that we have is a living reality and not fantasy that distracts us from, from what we're actually experiencing. Okay. There you have it. There you have it. Um, so just, yeah, there, there are a few images. I just, I know that we are, we're pressed for, for time. So there are a few images that I'm going to bring up and I just want to get your, I guess, initial response on, on, Whatever it is, I can't remember what exactly is next up, but let's have a look. Okay. The empire, British empire. So, so, so conversations, we talk a lot about being a bit more radical. Whatever the system is, is broken, the system is inadequate, it's no longer serving us. And we need to start having more, uh, a greater awareness of how different groups are impacted by the system that's in place. And one way to, to do that is by having difficult conversations about our history, our as being the British history. Um, so this image has a, I guess, if you can't see it, we have flags, uh, the Union Jack, and then we have what it looks like it could be slaves or it could be uh, colonizers, essentially. Yeah. Uh, well, what I love is, is it's got it's got these um uh, the, the, these these natives, dark yes. natives, and some are bowing down and offering gifts to these mm. white soldiers. Mm. And the white soldiers got a piece of paper in their hands, mm. which they're giving to somebody who's got a huge hat on and a cape, as if that person is is the chief. Mm. And in the background, you've got elephants. That suggests to me it's probably either in Africa or in Asia. Mm. Um, and what if I, and that is so different to the reality <laughs> what, what that picture is depicting of mm. these natives who just um, were given a piece of paper and gave away their lives and gave away their peoples it just takes away from the brutality mm. of colonialism and of, and, and of slavery mm. but I think it does something else because when we talk about, about looking at our history we look at slavery mm. but we don't look beyond there and, and see the, imp the, the impact that people of, of Asia and of African origin and up, up from around the world have made on British identity and British society, you know. Um, people like Marco Polo, explorers who went to Asia, they went to Asia because they were told that's where wisdom is. And they weren't told this because, uh, by accident, but they told us because they'd seen evidence of it, mm -hmm. you know. And, 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 and we know that things like, well, we, obviously we've got the Great Wall of China, yeah, showing yeah. us this, this kind of thing. But we've got texts from India written thousands of years before the birth of hundreds, yeah, thousands of years before the birth of Christ. Mm. Of sophisticated philosophical and spiritual writings yep. that, 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 that tell a story of a highly advanced society. Mm. In fact, if you want to just focus on India for a while, um, uh, its contribution to, 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 to our society has been fundamental. Yeah. Right in terms of science and mathematics, yeah. the contribution of the concept of zero, mm -hmm. which actually people think of as being just a mathematical concept, but it's much, much more. Mm. It's, it's a spiritual, it's a philosophical, yeah. it's, it's just phenomenal. Um, yeah. No, I guess the, one of the points is, is that there, there is such, there is so much more to the history that I think many of us are not aware of and are not taught. You know, when we talk about civilization, ancient civilizations. Yeah, but, but the average person in this society is taught that when Britain came to these countries, mm. they were savages yeah. and, and they were civilization. Yeah, yeah that's the narrative. That yeah. is not the case, right? The Moors who invaded when, when we were southern Europe were mm -hmm. African. 
And they brought the architecture, they brought the, the, the musical instruments that we now think of as being European. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they brought the viaducts, they brought X, Y, and Z things, they brought science. Even, even the banjo, the guitar, the banjo, banjo, mm. banjo. Yeah, banjo yeah. Name. It's a guy named name. You know, <laughs> they left the instruments, they left their name behind. People people said there's no, they know, there's no African influence in that, but it's the, like, they, they left the name in the instrument. Um, <laughs> I'm a, Africa and Africa had huge civilizations mm. and that's not talking about that, that's yeah. not spoken about yeah. uh, we talk about um, Asia's contribution to being the number zero but even the the number system that we use mm -hmm. has origins in Egyptian civilization yeah. African civilization yeah. astronomy the first records of astronomy where it came from um, Egypt African civilization we can go on and on and on, and on right mm. every single part of this world has contributed to us being the species that we are today. Yeah. And the average English person does not know that. Mm -hmm. They think that when, when they first met us, we were savages. Yeah. And at some level that stays in the consciousness of them and in our consciousness. And what's the what's the what's the impact of not having the the I guess the truth and the facts about how society um, changed and, and the influences to civilization what's the impact if you bring it back to the workplace this is very interesting though, because actually um and this is not not the case for everybody mm. if, you, if you drink the kool-aid if you buy into the, the, those messages mm. right um that, that, then as a as a black person when you look in a mirror you're seeing something or someone that is a dark imitation of something else an mm. inadequate imitation of something else mm. right you're, 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 you're seeing standards of beauty that are different to the ones that, that you get given every day. You're seeing standards, standards, notions of behavior, how you walk, how you deport yourself, how you dress, mm -hmm. right? That actually just don't, don't quite fit your body or yeah. your skin color, okay? But you're supposed to, but, but, but you're having to contort yourself psychologically, physically. Wow. Um, that's, that's, that's some of the impacts. It, it, that affects your self-confidence, that affects your self-belief. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's what it does for the the um, the average person of color, yeah, um, or, or for many people of color. But mm -hmm. it also does that for the average white person, yeah. That actually unconsciously, despite their best intentions, they can often look at us and remember those images mm -hmm. of savages, of slaves, and of, and of that conditioning yeah. of, 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 of of ugliness, of brutality. Of, of 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 hypersexuality mm -hmm. and 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 that affects how they see us unconsciously even, yeah. the most, even if the most positive intention yeah. so people need to know our history they need to know that they were sold a bunch of lies to justify colonialism and slavery yeah and the british empire was brutal yeah. and, 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 and and it devastated people's lives in the past and it's devastating people's lives now to this and day to this, to this day but they also need to know that the vast majority of people in this country when they know this that's not who they wish to be the mm -hmm. vast majority of people in this country even when they don't know it it's mm -hmm. not who they wish to be yeah but it's who they can be in their actions because they don't understand that the impact of their actions can help reinforce what colonialism has done yeah to, not, to the economic to the psychological and to the sociological lives of people of color yeah a lot there <laughs> in that one and a lot in that one um we've spoken a little bit about kind of mindset shift so so i'll move back 
just a lot of comments in regards to a lot of um, talk uh, around the need for shining the light on the disparity within the workplace. Um, one area being uh, ethnicity pay gap reporting. So, you know, we can see visibly with lots of statistics we can look at in terms of leadership. We can look at the FTSE boards and the, the lack of representation. But sometimes what we can't see is, okay, how, how much are people getting paid? Am I getting paid the same as, as my peer, my colleague who's doing exactly the same job? And is there a difference based on um, the, the, the color of my skin? And, um, you know, this has been recommended in, I think it was the 2017 uh, private reports done by the government about race and uh, equality. And now it's sort of coming back up again as a summit that needs to be accelerated forward. Um, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are that it generates good data, generates useful data, um, and that data is not typically acted upon. Okay. My thoughts are that 50 years ago, um, when we started the whole um, uh, community relations industry, which became, which has gone through various iterations, mm. we had the data of numerical data, quantitative data, statistical data about gaps in wealth, in outcomes, employment, etc., etc. We had that data there even then. Not as sophisticated as it is now, but we had that data. We knew there was things that existed. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and it has, it has helped us make some incremental changes. It definitely has over, over, over time. Um, but it's not doing those surveys that makes the change. Mm. It's what action you take inside your organizations and outside your organizations. Okay. And often people treat these things as an end in itself. Got it. With my area of concern. Mm, okay. No, that's good. That's good to that's good to know, and I think that's very insightful. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a part of the process in terms of uh, there's much more that needs to be done as opposed to just this. We'll fix it. Yeah, that's that's good way of putting it. It's a part of the process. Mm. Part of it. It's not it's not deep process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're kind of coming to, to the end of our conversation as we, we could just speak for hours <laughs> as we do. Uh, just bringing it back, I guess, to yourself, actually, and, you know, not the systems, not the cultures, not the organizations, but you're, you've been on your own journey. And uh, are there any tips you could give for, for somebody who might be at home listening to this thinking, you know what, I want to do work that lights me up like how Dr. Eden Charles is, is there. I want, I want to be able to make change in society and, and the world. And, you know, what, what, what would you have? Just a few point, pointers before we wrap up. I think there's something about um, finding out what turns you on, find out what your passion is, mm. okay? And then critically engaging in learning about it. Mm. So I think often people... Um, they have a passion for something and they rush out and expect to get results mm -hmm. and to get produce outcomes from that. Yeah. But you've got to study, study, study. You've got to get involved in action. You've, mm -hmm. got, to, you've got to have good economic management. Okay. Um, I've, I've learned from, 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 from my reading about finance and from my, my life mm -hmm. experiences and people I've known. When, when my business started, I didn't take any profits out of the business for about five years. Wow. You know, I didn't touch the profits because yeah. I, I knew that, that I knew that hard times would come, that, that mm -hmm. it wouldn't always be on an up, upward trajectory. Mm -hmm. so, so I made a point, I made a point of investing my money wisely. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, I think that, that a, a dream needs to get buttressed by practicality. 
But don't let the practicality stop the dream. I like that. So, so, so like to make that. the dream work, work bloody hard, man. Mm -hmm. Work hard. And and um and the harder you work, the better you get. Yeah. And the easier the work becomes. Uh, you understand what I'm trying to say? It's like um if, if you know Andy Murray play tennis, right? The man is awesome. He's yeah. phenomenal, he's phenomenal. But when he's fit, when he's in form, mm -hmm. it's not grunt for him. It's not mm. when it's in a match. He's in the zone. He's yeah, it's natural. Mm. Yeah, right? But there's a lot of hard training that has got him there. A lot yeah. of study there. Yeah. He had to leave home. I think he went to Spain to study. He, he had, he's had operations. He's got mm -hmm. He committed himself to get to where mm -hmm. he got to. So I think that people who want to make really big change, yeah. do the bloody work. You have Quite to work. <laughs> <laughs> this world is not going to change. Yeah. It's based on simplistic, naive slogans. Mm. It needs people who are prepared to, to dig deep, to, to, to critically engage to challenge themselves, to engage in debates, to to, um, to 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 hold on to their dreams as well, and not get buried by all the things that the society tells you are important. Yeah. Not get distracted from it, but 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 to but to be committed, Jasper, is be committed Brilliant. to your dreams because what happens, I think, in in life in our society, mm -hmm. is that we get um, we got told to grow up mm. and to be set and to be practical yeah right and yeah. um and the crazy dreamers the 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 wacky artists yeah the the, the beautiful spiritual yoga people the people who've got the most you know they're they're even though i think it's changing by the way but mm. you know they, they get seen as not be, they have often been seen as not really being <laughs> grown up or serious and yeah the outside but, 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 but what we do know about human society is that every time it's moved forward, it's come from the people who are on the heads, on the edge. Mm. Okay? So if you are somebody who, who, who wants to make a change, yeah. do your hard work, do your study, it will be lonely sometimes, you will be mm. on the edge. People think you are, come up all kind of negative. <laughs> and you are the future. You yeah. are the people who will help us as a species move forward. Amazing. The extent to which you love yourself is that does have real connection with the extent to which you can love other people. Yeah. So doing that so doing that self-love work, that self-nurturing work mm. is really is, is really important. Look after yourself. Yeah. yeah. And and that's a discipline and finding ways. I mean, me and you were talking about Yeah, yeah. That that self that part about. of the self-care regime exercise yeah. is something that's important for both of us. So yeah. yeah. Work it out, but I'm an old man now. I can't, I can't <laughs> believe I'm an old man, but I am an old man now. Listen, the 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 energy, the energy that you have is 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 young. You still got that young energy about you. And um, listen, I want to thank you so much for giving your time. Uh, I'm sure lots of people are going to want to get in touch with you and um, kind of share what messages they they've learned from this, and potentially probably want to work with with, with us or, or, or people opportunities or yourself directly. So, where can people uh, contact you? Or reach you how you contact us through the website www.peopleopportunities.co.uk mm -hmm. they can contact me directly yeah even at peopleopportunities.co.uk um they can um don't know what else facebook yeah um, and if you if you lost get in touch with me and i can i can do the introductions as well okay, nice one, 
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, No problem. My my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, Passions and professions, everybody. Uh, There will be more to come. Please check out uh, the other episodes on my website, LP Excellence, and uh, Instagram at Team LP Excellence as well. Uh, Derek Apow on LinkedIn. Uh, Get in touch.